Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Teen Titans. discussing season one episode three titled final exam my god this is an excellent episode uh this is easily without a doubt in my mind the best episode so far the best episode up till this point that we have watched for this watch through uh Definitely one of my favorites of the season. Uh, It might even be one of my favorite episodes of the series as a whole. I don't know about that. I have to get I'd have to get deeper into the rewatch, sort of refresh my memory on some of those fillers uh, to really draw that line in the sand. But the point is, it's great. The point is, it is a phenomenal episode, uh, and I love everything about it. Uh, so this episode introduced it. I can't talk. This episode introduces as the villains the hive. Now the hive, uh, it goes through a lot of iterations in this show. It means a bunch of different things. Uh, you get this iteration. You get the stuff with Brother Blood. Uh, you get the high five at some point. But right now the hive is Gizmo. Jinx, Mammoth. This three-man, well, two-man, one-woman. You know what I mean. Uh, Three-person team of very formidable opponents. Uh, Gizmo, the tech genius. Jinx, the bad luck-inducing sorceress. And Mammoth, the gigantic powerhouse. And they are all working for, in this particular episode... Slade. Slade tasks them with destroying the Teen Titans. They take that mission eagerly. And kick the Titans' asses, quite honestly. Like, they burst onto the scene, and it is very, very clear. They are super powerful, super well-organized, and major, like, top-tier opponents for the Titans. Like, the Titans actually struggle to take these guys on. Uh, you see it in that very first action sequence with the bus and the baby carriage bomb and all that. Like, immediately, immediately they're splintered, they're divided, they're going in without a plan, uh, they're 
sort of all doing their own thing. Like, they don't really... They don't really have this collective... They don't really have this collective sort of... They're not on the same page, basically. And they're just splintering off, fighting in their own fighting styles. Uh, And it goes into this excellent, excellent arc for this series. Because this episode starts... And the Titans are having a lot of infighting over really stupid things. Uh, They're fighting over a lost remote. They're fighting over what pizza topping to have. And then the Hive comes... And you see right off the bat, like, Cyborg does his thing where he, like, tries to, like, slow down the bus just by being real strong, just by holding it back with his muscles. And Raven just, like, lifts a finger, uh, (laughs) magically moves the, the thing into park. And she is the one that ends up stopping the bus, but just from that you see... They're not as in sync. There we go. That's what I wanted to say. They're not as in sync as they should be. They're just having an off day. But of course, the Hive, very much in sync because they've had this huge amount of training at the Academy. They're now this elite fighting force that doesn't even really have to say to each other what to do. They just know. And they are extremely well organized, incredibly in sync. And because of that... They're able to gang up on each individual titan and just completely eviscerate them. Uh, You have Mammoth distracting Cyborg while Gizmo puts the rocket on his back. And he's just, like, flying away like mad. Uh, And stuff like that throughout this entire fight. And it ends with the shock of Robin falling through the ground uh, into the sewers... We don't know where he is. Only his belt has been left behind. Uh, He's gone. The Titan's fearless leader is nowhere to be found. And they go to the tower, licking their wounds. They're not sure how to feel about what just happened. Uh, They have no idea where Robin is. For all we know, they're dead. Uh, For all we know, he's dead. And they don't know what to do with themselves. They don't know... How to process this. Uh, and you get another big argument where Starfire is like, why didn't you look for him more? And all that. And then the hive comes to the tower. And we get this excellent action sequence where, again, we sort of have this divide and conquer mentality. Uh, all four of the remaining titans are running in opposite directions, uh, trying to maintain their headquarters. And of course, Hive picks them all off one by one, uh, literally ejects them out of the tower, (laughs) and create this big wave that, in the perspective of the Hive, engulfs them, and they just wash ashore. Now, still, in the midst of all this, even though they've totally fallen out of sync and they know that the hive what made them work is that they were completely in sync even though they've seen what happens when (laughs) they're not on the same page they're still having arguments they're still bickering uh they're still 
on short fuses with one another. Cyborg has that great monologue where he just blows up at Starfire and everyone and has that line of like, they won, we lost, it's over. And then Robin comes back. And they launch one final offensive against the Hive. And coincidentally, it's only when they launch a coordinated counterattack uh, when they get back in sync, when they go in with a plan, when they're all on the same page, that they are able to defeat the Hive. And it's this great little subtle arc that is building in the background over this episode and is so artfully crafted. Also, let's not ignore the fact that this is an episode where for a few minutes we thought Robin may have died And the tower, the Titans' headquarters, their safe haven, was completely taken over by the Hive. Those are huge plot points. Those are really big tectonic shifts in the dynamic of Teen Titans. And this is why it annoys me that they aired this episode first back in the day. And there are a lot of places that still to this day view this as episode one. When it's very clearly not meant to be. Like, as a pilot, this is better as an episode three than it is as an episode one. I will say that. Because over the past couple days with episode one and with episode two, uh, with their fights against Cinderblock, Plasmith, Plasmith? Plasmus, slight lisp coming to the forefront there, uh, and Blackfire, we've had these couple of episodes to build up like, okay, This is how the Titans are supposed to work. This is how the day-to-day operates. Uh, This is how they operate as a group. This is how they are normally. This is how they are in a fight. Uh, This is how they work things out amongst themselves. This is how they uh, defeat the various villain of the week or whatever. Like, this is how it's supposed to work. And then we get to episode three. Then we get to this, and now we have the huge impact of Robin maybe being dead, and eventually not being dead, and the Titans' headquarters temporarily being taken over. Like, these are huge moments with huge emotional impacts that you don't get if this is your first exposure to Titans. Like, it's almost as if... Imagine if HBO aired the Red Wedding episode of Game of Thrones before the rest of the show. I mean, yeah, the Red Wedding is an amazing episode, an amazing plot point. Uh, It's a huge shift in the dynamic of Game of Thrones and the lore of Game of Thrones, but you kind of need those first three seasons of build-up before you get to the Red Wedding for the Red Wedding to have any form of impact. Like, if this is the first episode, you're like, okay, Robin's maybe dead. Why do I care? Okay, the Titans headquarters is gone. Why do I care? Like, for all you know, that's just set up for the larger show. Like, so it doesn't hit as hard. Like, you need Divide and Conquer and Sisters to come out first and then have Final Exam, then have this big punch in the gut, then have this big moment of, oh crap, the Titans now are facing this very difficult, very formidable foe. Uh, where they have to completely adjust 
how they think, how they respond to one another, and grow as a team in order to defeat them. Like, why they aired this episode first, I will never understand. Because, like, it just, it works better. It works so much better uh, if you have a couple episodes that you watch first before getting to this. Now, it is important also to talk about the ending. The Hives piled on top of one another. Gizmo's like, screw it, I'm calling Slade. And Robin picks him up and is like, who is Slade? So now Slade is on the Titans' radar. The Titans know there's this dude, Slade, who wants them taken out. But they don't know who he is. They don't know who he is. They don't know what his deal is. They know nothing about him other than he hired the Hive. And then you get that moment uh, with the headmistress of Hive and Slade. The headmistress is like, look, I'm sorry, they failed. Uh, Once they're retrieved from the authorities, we will discipline them. And Slade's like, yeah, no, it's fine. I I never expected them to defeat the Titans. I never expected them uh, to win. Uh, I totally lied about what my intent was. Uh, All I needed was for them to deliver a message. And the message was received. And then you have that whole wall of monitors showing Robin saying, who is Slade? So basically, he had, he hired this group of elite, super-powered people. He hired this trio of well-organized, well-oiled machines to take out the Titans. Which resulted in this several minutes of Robin maybe being dead and this significant chunk of time when Titan's Tower was completely gone. All of that just to send a message, hey, assholes, I'm here. I'm coming for you. Power move. Freaking power move. That is the type of shit I love to see from Slade. <laughs> uh, yeah. Great episode, to say the least. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in. As well, it's simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 4, Talk to Event.